For Radio Cayman News, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins. As lawmakers meet in the House, government publishes the Sexual Harassment Amendment Bill. Radio Cayman's Paula Call reports. The bill is designed to provide for the prevention of sexual harassment and remedies for when someone makes a sexual harassment complaint. Part 2 deals with acts that would constitute sexual harassment, including things like making an unwelcome sexual advance, sexual comments or sexual gestures towards a person, sending or showing someone unwelcome sexual images or graphics, and making it appear that an offer of employment or the terms of employment are contingent on the person's acceptance of sexual advances. Part 3 covers what happens when someone makes a sexual harassment complaint to the Gender Equality Tribunal. The procedure includes recording the complaint, carrying out investigations in relation to the alleged conduct, and adjourning an inquiry at any stage to enable the complainant and respondent to arrive at an amicable solution. The bill also, if passed, provides for orders to be made by the tribunal, including requesting that the respondent not repeat or continue the harassment, that the respondent perform any reasonable act or course of conduct to redress any loss or damage suffered by the complainant, or that the respondent pay damages to the complainant by way of compensation not exceeding $20,000. For Radio Cayman News, I'm Paula Cal. Parliamentarians get an update on Cayman's mental health situation. While tabling the Commission's 2021 report, Health Minister the Honorable Sabrina Turner took the opportunity to update members on the situation regarding construction of a purpose-built long-term mental health facility, which initially broke ground back in 2019. The completion of the project has been inevitably delayed due to external factors mainly the COVID-19 pandemic, most recently supply chain issues, and even inclement weather. Ms. Turner also provided fellow MPs with some statistics regarding Cayman's mental health patients. One of the functions of the commission is to obtain and compile statistics on mental illness in order to report on the needs of the island's mental health system. Madam Speaker, for the year 2021, nine facilities submitted data collection forms, two of which are public facilities. 90% of the nine facilities have responded or received health insurance for mental illness. However, what is unknown is whether the coverage is adequate for the treatment provided. She says the amount allocated under the standard health insurance contract is, quote, inadequate and is used only for inpatient admission, despite most conditions needing sustained and long-term care. In 2021, there were 62 patients admitted for various types and degrees of mental illness. There is a continuous upward trend of increase in the number of persons who seek treatment for mental illness. This is a positive step which may suggest that the stigma associated with a mental illness is decreasing. Persons are taking care of themselves as well as education and prevention programs and resources are more accessible. Most patients are between 25 and 64 years, followed by the 0 to 18 age group. This confirms that many of our children and adolescents are also seeking care and treatment for mental illness. More females than males are also clients. The number of visits or encounters for outpatient services during the year of COVID-19 pandemic continues to increase over the same period for the previous year. 
The top three diagnoses in 2021 were anxiety, depression, and others, such as ADHD and autism spectrum disorder. Accounting professionals gathered at the Kimpton Seafire today to discuss a range of topics. Radio Cayman's April Cummings has more. Deputy Premier the Honorable Chris Saunders kicked off the two-day conference this morning with an update on Cayman's finances and economy. Mr. Saunders told attendees Cayman is doing well in both financial services and on the tourism front. However, he does acknowledge there are challenges that need to be addressed, including making sure that economic progress doesn't leave the Caymanian people behind. One particular area of concern discussed, housing, which has become increasingly out of reach. Mr. Saunders says government is working on creative solutions such as securing land that could be used to support first-time Caymanian buyers. Today's sessions also tackled leadership strategies presented by John Lockhurst and a global economic update from Joe Bruce Willis. April Cummings reporting for Radio Cayman News from the Kimpton Seafire Resort and Spa. Government is cracking down on sham marriages. More from Radio Cayman's Carsley Fuller. The figures were released to the public after a recent workshop for more than 40 marriage and civil partnership officers, schooling them on how best to spot and mitigate risk with regards to suspected marriage or civil partnership of convenience cases. Statistics provided by judicial administration show marriage and divorce rates in Cayman have spiked in the past five years. In 2016, there were 150 divorces and 493 marriages, while in 2021, there were 266 divorces and 655 marriages. That doesn't include tourist marriages. During the workshop, a red flag checklist was provided for officers to consider before marrying or entering foreign nationals into civil partnerships with Caymanians. Since the rollout of this checklist and the workshop, marriage officers have refused several applications. Since the beginning of 2022, Work Compliance and Enforcement Unit has investigated 175 marriage reports, of which 114 cases resulted in adverse findings. 25 cases remain pending investigations, 20 RERC certificates were refused, 12 forfeited, and five mindful to revoke. The Immigration Transition Act defines a marriage of convenience as one that is entered into with the primary intention of avoiding or benefiting from any of the provisions of the Marriage Act. There are several reasons why individuals may try to do this, but it is most frequently done, quote, to be able to remain in Cayman or to legally obtain employment. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Carsley Fuller. The Ombudsman Annual Report for 2021 shows that a demand for services continues to rise. Radio Cayman's Dion Anglin reports. The Office of the Ombudsman continues to receive an increased number of inquiries and formal complaints or appeals in nearly all areas overseen by the office. For FOIs, a total of 17 appeals were carried forward from 2020, and a record break in 31 new appeals were received. Out of those 48 cases, 33 were resolved. Topics requested via FOI continue to cover a myriad of government entities, including statistics on prosecutions undertaken by the Department of Environment, statistics on trade and business licenses, cynical health insurance claims, and requests for the minutes of Health Practice Commission meetings. The Office of the Ombudsman received 30 complaints and 101 data breach notifications, as well as 138 inquiries about data protection. The Ombudsman issued five formal enforcement orders in the course of the year and resolved 17 complaints and 96 data breaches. These numbers are all significantly higher than in the 
previous year, 122 new inquiries on maladministration was recorded in 2021 compared to 109 during 2020. The impact of COVID restrictions was the area which generated the most complaints across a number of government agencies. 65 formal complaints were received, in addition to 11 that were carried forward from 2020. 65 complaints were received, in addition to 11 that were carried forward from 2020 across all sectors of government. Of these, 53 complaints were resolved, with 21 being informally resolved without the need of a formal investigation. The year ended with 23 open cases that will carry forward to 2022 and 28 complaints that were rejected for lack of jurisdiction. Reporting for Radio Cayman News, I'm Dion Anglin. Anyone with questions or concerns about open records, data privacy, public sector and police complaints or whistleblower matters may contact the Office of the Ombudsman at 946-6283 or at info at ombudsman.ky. The Royal Cayman Islands Police Service Cybercrime Team is aware of an email circulating purporting to be from Royal Bank of Canada asking their customers to click on a link. This is a malicious link and should not be clicked or interacted with. Anyone who has received this email and clicked on the link is advised to change their password for online banking. The public are reminded that your bank will never ask for your account number, name, address, or password in an email or text message. They will only ask you to provide this information to verify your identity when you call them directly. And that's your evening news. For Radio K-Man, I'm Felicia Rankin-Solins.